Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, we're still in the garage. This is the Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to just catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Frankie Biazzi, episode 30. We did it. We made it to the milestone of 30. Everyone celebrates the 30th of, of anything. And I'm pretty sure we can stop now because when we started, we said, let's just do 30. Yeah, my eyes are twitching. Why? Because you're so excited about recording. At 30? I'm 31 years old. 31. You're old. The last time we recorded, it's I was... It's your mid-30s. It was 30. No, it's still <laughs> early 30s. Don't rush it. You're t- in your late 30s. Can I you believe it? 34 before it's mid-30s. Think about that. Like, you just had a kid, right? Yep. Your baby's so so little. Yep. And one day she's going to be like seven. I saw a meme about... It was guys enter their 30s and then take up one of these personalities. I sent you that. Did you send me it? With the gun. Yeah, guns, the lawn. And then two other things that you don't do and you're like, Phew, I'm, I got two of those. No, I think I did do the other two. No, I think I think you only had two one of was four. No, one was fishing. Yeah, I was like, you're not a fisherman. But I do guns and I do the lawn. I think I did the other one, too. You do guns? I do now. Yo, boy. I'm leaning heavy into gun culture. I gotta not yawn. Yeah, it'd be nice if you were, like, into the podcast. I'm into the podcast. If you were not yawning, if you're not Listen, I'm just gonna get right into this. Trying to buy a phone. Yes. I was ready to just break my phone. I I, I I gotta bring this up. You get so stressed so quickly. Yes. Like you're like the patience tolerance I that you I punched my wall. It's very hard. Like my if, hand is a little swollen. If if it doesn't immediately go smoothly, you're at 80. Yeah. 0 to 0 to 80. You know what's weird? Immediately. Like when we were kids, if you remember like yeah. you guys would always joke around and call me Hulk. Yeah. Cuz I just get severely angry. I had a little bit of a temper that I'd, I would throw fucking tantrums. And then, kind of, as I've gotten older, I've done a really good job that, like, I don't get mad at anything. But I think because of that, it boils over eventually, and it's always at the littlest thing. Like, the littlest thing. Like, today, trying to get my contacts from an Android phone to an iPhone, I was Googling it, I thought it should be easy, and it just wasn't easy. I'm freaking out. And then what happens is because I get so angry, I can't, like, I just miss how easy it is. So, like. Well, I feel like you're already angry before you start, but you're, like, just waiting for it to go wrong. And then it goes wrong because you want it to go wrong. Like, you're like. No, I don't think that. You're like. I would have rather. This is going to fucking fuck. Oh, why isn't this going the way I want it to? It's like, dude, you didn't even try no. it. Like, relax. No, obviously I don't want it to go wrong. I want it to be easy. But I want it to get my like contacts ready, in two seconds. You're always ready to break the tech item or whatever Correct. it is. That you're like... I do this thing where... We don't have video, so this doesn't even do anything. But I do this thing where I grab my phone long ways between two hands and I try to snap it in half because I just get angry. That's not healthy. No, but like... You gotta take deep breaths. But like... I used to get really angry on the golf course. Not anymore. Now I rarely ever freak out on a golf course. I'm very tame. But most of the time, these types of issues, you could solve them if you just were 
calmer. I used to throw shit playing Call of Duty back in the day. Yeah. Fix that by just not playing Call of Duty. Hmm. Yeah, I would just I, Listen, I would just recommend not. Don't judge overreacting. me. Overreacting. Like just try and take it a little bit calmer. You want to talk to peri- me about overreacting? Stretch the anger out over a longer period of time. Like work your way up to the rage. No. I like to get angry quick, scream it out, break something. Which, by the way, I'm, I get that from... Yeah, from Dad. No, I was going to say Mom. No way. Well, you're... I Mom mean, is the one who would, like, break things. I guess so. And then after you do it, you're like, ah. <laughs> Shouldn't have broke that. Shit. Well, Amanda... Alright, so you know, like, when my computer does that thing that we talked about when it doesn't work yeah amanda thinks that's for me punching the screen all the time probably and i'm like no way like there's no way those <laughs> two things are related <laughs> my screen issue and me punching the screen i would say those two things are related i think i just hate technology yeah I because i in my brain technology should work the exact way i think it should so if it doesn't follow my line of thinking well then it's something's wrong yeah but i do think that that's part of the problem. Like, you're going into it, and you're already assuming one thing, and then when it's not exactly the way you want it to be, it's be immediate. So... You just don't have any... You can't adjust. I'd be so bad if I worked in, like, IT. People yeah, call break me, everyone's can... computer. <laughs> but then again, you wouldn't be able to, because you have no technical knowledge, and you break things when you get angry. When you get angry. Maybe I'd be so good at it, because I'd actually finally understand why things work the way they do. I mean, you should, you should try to understand things that make you angry right like so i think about in golf yeah i when i used to get angry for hitting a big shot that goes right i don't oh so annoying but now it's like if i hit a terrible shot that goes right i go all right well maybe i was like i felt that i came across it and i swung way out to in and you when you understand why things work you have a better understanding you're like a caveman i have no idea how anything with a screen works this makes me angry. <laughs> I could not tell you how a phone works, how messaging works, how... So I, you just want to smash dude, it. Dude, a touch screen? I don't know how it knows what I touch. So... Wow. Yeah. Yep, that's my level of knowledge. I wanted. To, I did the gutters today. How's that? I think that... I think Cleaning the gutters is like top five worst chores around the house. Um, like that's a bitch. What would you put? What else would you put in the top five? I'm not sure, but I think when I was doing the gutters, I think dishes without a dishwasher. I actually don't mind doing dishes by hand, but I'm a you big think that of Dawn soap. You think that because you have a dishwasher? No. So you always have the option? Nope. I lived in multiple places in my life where I didn't have a dishwasher, where I washed dishes by hand. And again, Bullshit. Hot water and Dawn soap is all you need. You just fill the sink up with hot water, and you squirt your Dawn soap in there, and you leave your kit dishes in there for 20 minutes to a half hour, drain the water, rinse the dishes, wipe them down, they're clean. 100%. Absolutely not, yep. number one. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, I'm just doing dishes wrong. Every time you finish a dish... Rinse them first before the stuff that sets on them. Before the food particles set in and crust onto the plate, you gotta rinse it off, 
Put your Dawn. Always use Dawn. Don't be a bitch and buy palm olive. You buy Dawn soap like an adult. What if Gain is on sale? No. That doesn't even work. Gain is... You might as well rub your balls on it. You buy Dawn soap. The blue original, not the extra strength. With the little duck covered in oil on it. Because they rescued ducks with that soap. You know it'll save your dishes. You are a sucker of marketing. Well, I don't mind. I bu- Dawn is one of Do you know how much Dawn paid BP to spill it? Just, to just so that they, for the marketing? I don't They were care. behind it. Dawn is one of the few products that I use in life that, like, not only am I brand loyal, I will advocate for it at any moment. Like, Dawn soap. Amanda just bought <laughs> on Amazon a, uh, a thing of Q-tips that aren't Q-tip. It's just, like, cotton swabs. I will only be using Q-tips for the rest of my life. What are these generic cottons? I mean, there is a... There's a reason why, like, those things, like Q-tips, tissue... Not tissue. Kleenex. Like, why they became, like, the name brand. They're better. They're just better. They've mastered how to make that thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Band-Aid... You ever had, like, a Band-Aid that wasn't Band-Aid brand? It's awful. So I See, with Band-Aids, there are certain types of, like, industrial bandages that are, like, in first aid kits at the warehouses that I've been in or whatever that are better than any Band-Aid I've ever bought. But Band-Aid brand Band-Aids generally are really good. They're very good. What are, there? what are there there? There's a no, lot. The Windex? I don't know how much better Windex is compared to, like... Any old cleaning supply. I don't think it's that much better. So, I wanted to lean into our topics from the last few episodes and hammer down on the idea that, like, let's say we're all waking up and we're all in this machine together and the country, the society... The civilization that's been built for us before us is now at whatever stage in its development that you believe it to be in, be it late stage capitalism, be it dystopia, be it whatever. And let's try and nail down like what is the system? And specifically, like what are we up against? Like what are the forces at play here? And what are the and once we identify like what the forces are, maybe we can get a better idea of what their goals are or its goals are, what is its what I is think, the main, the ends for this? I system? think this might be one of the hardest conversations we have because I think the range of possibilities is so is so great, and the the difference between like the lowest end and highest end is crazy. Yeah. All right. So as cri- as ridiculous as this may sound, like highest level, what we're up against is like. Evil shape shifting alien reptilian people. Satanic pedophile cults. Low end. Breakaway billionaire just like, civilizations. Yeah. <laughs> the, like the low end is like they're just rich guys that don't care about people. But realistically, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. But. I mean, that's the beauty of the elites and this. Like what we call the deep state and all these things that different people throughout history have tried to expose and have talked about. It's like they're faceless things. So I like thought- there's a few faces, 
But for the most part, they're faceless. So I thought maybe we could try and start by just identifying the basic facts of our plight. Like, what do we know to be true about living in the modern society in the Western world, but more specifically in America today? But really, I think this applies for just the human condition right now. And I think we should start simple. Okay. And the way we do that is just by identifying the things that every specter of society understands about our system. Even the socialist left, even the conservative right. And I think the number one thing we could point to there is that the wealth gap in this country is massive. Not just massive, it's bigger than almost any point, I would venture to guess, any point in human history. So, this weekend, this past weekend, I actually had this really interesting kind of I guess you'd call it like a realization. So my buddy was in town and we're driving around through uh where was I? I guess it's Wall, Wall Township. And just the sheer amount of how many nice houses there are. And not not mansions, but like in a richer town how many houses that would probably range in sale price from f- above 600,000 to anywhere like in the really low millions, maybe 2 to 3 million max. Yeah. There's a lot of those homes. And when we talk about like the 1%, like those people aren't the 1%. No. And then you start going, okay, like that's like those people have a lot of money. And then you see like a little bit above them, and you're like, man, like, and then like, you go, you 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 start to go, wow, that's so much money. I like they're set for this amount of time, and then you have to somehow from there shift your brain to go, the people we talk about when me and you have these types of conversations about who's in charge, who are these people behind the scenes, their money blows away. Like it's it's almost like an unfathom yeah. unfathom. Oh, I can't say that word. Unfathomable. 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 Yep. It's that word amount of money. (laughs) I listened to a YouTube video, believe it was Jimmy Dore, maybe not, can't remember exactly, but the conversation came up about like, well, of course billionaires are going to have bunkers. Like, why wouldn't they have bunkers? Of course. You think about deep underground military installations, you really start to get into the weeds of conspiracy with this conversation very quickly. But that's because a lot of conspiracy... We talked about it the other day. Most conspiracy theories are, are only in existence to distract you from the true conspiracy theories. Like, a lot of them are just little snippets of truth wrapped in so much extreme bullshit to get people to just dismiss it out of hand. But if you had multiple billions of dollars, there's only so much stuff that you and I even know about that we could even spend that money on. But things like underground fallout shelters and spacecraft and, you know, think about like this the limits of human technology that we know about. And you have to think that all of these billionaires and you're only talking about a handful of people. Well, all these billionaires are. I kind of think about it like like this, too. Money. What does money do? 
besides being able to buy things, what does money do for you as a person? It kind of gives you more freedom, right? Like, yeah. Okay, you have more money. Now you're think if you're retired, I mean, you have more freedom, more free time, more ability to engage in things that maybe the average person just doesn't have time for or can't get their hands on. So I think more so than just being able to buy whatever, you also have uh, exposure to maybe more more knowledge, more information than for people sure. too. Obviously. And then Absolutely. that lead right, and then that leads you to being able to buy even more things that help you out. So yeah, yeah I think rich people. If we're talking about like billionaires, of course they have bunkers. So they probably have bunkers that you could fit millions of people into. They're probably huge. Yeah, I mean, I would. I want one now. Yeah. I want to buy... Of course you do. I want to buy a spot where I can hide my family in an emergency. I, maybe I don't have the means. But if I did have the means... Have, you been, be so have you been preparing for your your seed vault? You no. Gotta get, you got to get seeds. <laughs> you got to so, get cans of stuff that doesn't expire. So when we talk about the nature of the system, or like what is the system we're up against, you have to understand... The way that money insulates itself and power insulates itself. And then think about how that extrapolates out to the greater system itself. Like the power and the way that it operates in D.C., in Silicon Valley, in Hollywood, in the British Parliament. Like these are time and true tested means of control. These aren't new things. Powerful people become powerful. The rich get richer. And then they use that wealth to surround themselves with like-minded people and do things that other like-minded people like to do. And understanding the system and what we're in, you have to recognize that that's not always the same as people at the lower levels. Like the peasant class, the underclass that we are. Even if you live in, like you're saying, like these beautiful homes. And like you're still like... You're the underclass. Yeah. And that money's been stolen from us. And that's what the system is. It's a machine that takes wealth from the bottom and funnels it to the top. And it's deliberately designed to keep you unaware of that fact. So you're in a machine that's that's has one hand in your pocket while the other hand is keeping you distracted. I think of, of, of the world's most uh, accomplished pickpocket, Apollo Robbins. Apollo Robbins. And his whole shtick about just distracting, yeah, and what it's all a game. and what he can take from you. As long as I can get you to not focus on where my hand is going, I can take anything I want from you. So, but that's the crony capitalist West, as the as dictated well, we, by the political class. I feel like we get class. we get to this point a lot, or at least I do. Like, at some point, you can't fix it, right? Like, it, you've gone too far. But I disagree because we created the system and we have the means to change it. We do. We have the yeah, but like and the means. This system was created centuries ago and it has slowly gotten its way here. So like you can't just fix it willy nilly. I mean, I don't think so. But we but we also addressed this when we talked about the nature of like government and how it really is an unethical pursuit. It is just a human invention, implemented and. Pushed by human. So if we... We're going to come to a point... We mentioned this, I think, last week. We're going to come to a point where we have to decide. 
or not even maybe the decision's been made or will be made for us, but humanity itself will go down one path or the other. There is enlightenment. You can throw off the shackles of an impress of an oppressive government. It has happened multiple times throughout our history. No, but this is where we start getting into like you're I love the optimism. I really do. <laughs> but you're underestimating the power. Like we've like the power is an impossible imposing force. And the only way to break that power is you need almost everybody to agree and you're never going to get that because of the power that they wield. That they they at any one time can control roughly 30% of people through their narratives and their I think critical mass is only about 50%. Well, I think it's way more than that. I don't think so. I mean, we, we I think we brought up this fact. The revolutionary to, to, war about for, 30% what, of the population even participated. Yeah, but like So I guess this will kind of tie into as we continue this talk of like what we're actually up against. That's why we can't like, we, we can't underestimate it until we identify what it even is. Or at least try. So then maybe but like how could critical like I look at it in my head, it is it is an overwhelming force. But it like, always is. Exactly. And tyranny it's been getting is bigger. always an overpowering force. Like it's not just tyranny. Like, I'm not even though. just talking about tyranny. Like, I'm just tyranny. talking about I'm talking about everything. Like our government. Yes. The Chinese government, the Russian government, the the French government, every government has some sort of connection. I see. I think that's where you're probably where we're probably the most apt to make a mistake, because I don't think it's as organized and structured as we actually believe it to be. I do think that the system itself is designed to operate in a way that it doesn't need cohesive leadership at the top. These are small secret societies. These are what these are conglomerates of well, powerful people, okay, so like, but they're different factions. Think about it, kind of like with different th- goals. Think about when we if, when we play a game of Risk. Sure. All right, you have control of your areas, and the the game the goal of Risk is to own it all, right? Like you want to dominate the whole globe. Well, what if that's just what is is happening? In well, they, reality, yes, they're they're competing to control the globe. Every law that's passed, everything that is done, has one focus, and that focus is to either a make those people's lives better, or b satisfy the people from rising up. Because, like we've talked about this a million times, it's not about like no law, no politician is that. It's nothing is actually about us. It's just about what can they do and get us to shut up and not fight back. I think when we talk about these, I don't know, how do we want to classify the ruling class but on an individual... All right, let's give them the, a The name. goal of families like the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers, or even the Gates family. Like, the goal of these people, or groups of people, is to insulate and protect their generational power and wealth and expand it and grow it. And I 
think, right, we talk about the New World Order, globalist agenda, whatever, even if you're not in on that, even if you don't, even you might be a billionaire and not believe the New World Order, globalist agenda is a legitimate thing in the sense that it's a group of people pushing for that thing. But the interests of the global billionaire class is to push for policies that in essence are the New World Order globalist agenda. What benefits people like Bill Gates and Elon Musk and name it Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg are laws and policies that are going to transition the human race from a, a, na a, a race of people of nations that live on a planet to an interstellar group of one species that has one government. So... It's That's funny. what works best for them. Okay, so, again, this past weekend, we actually found ourselves talking about these types of people. And Elon Musk comes up. And does he fall into the category of... Like, he feels like he's not a part of that group. Like, he feels like he's a little bit of an outsider. He kind of pushes back against it. But at the same time, it's like he's he's not he doesn't rat like rail against listen the machine you know billionaire who's pushing for microchips to be implanted in everyone's right? head right like i mean you can't it's an it's a villain in a comic book now Elon Musk might be a great guy he's a genius you got to give him credit i'm not saying these people are all inherently evil but i think that some inherently evil people are very powerful and very rich and I think the policy and the people that owns the people who make the policy, I think they are designed in a manner that benefits people who don't care about the well-being of millions, if not billions of people. Like, you can't convince me that Bill Gates' actions are the actions of someone who actually cares about billions and millions of people, who actually cares about saving lives through vaccines. Of course not. That's not actually any... If that were true, Bill Gates wouldn't have... Forty billion dollars. Yeah. So because like if you actually cared, you, you'd be poor. You could you could then you'd spend give all that. you'd give every dollar away yes. to make the world a better place. You, and you would never the do that. Gates Foundation, the Clinton Foundation, the Biden Foundation. They do nothing. The McCain They're Foundation. They're all foundations that do they nothing. They make these people more wealthy. Yes. That's not charity. Charity isn't a billionaire starting a charity to make no, himself more No, Sal. It's called tax evasion. <laughs> Come on. So what is this system? This is supposedly capitalism. This is supposedly the free market. But that's but what I'm saying. shut down trading. On. GameStop and AMC soaring again. Oops, we've got to shut down trading. Okay, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, yes. They're faceless. Like, think about what we know. But they're not. But no, 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 they are. They're not. We only know who they allow us to know. We not only always. know Bill Gates. We only know him. The Think about it this way. Okay. The Ukraine investigation into Trump that was... Got... That was impeachment, right? The people who testified since... That who came out against Trump, that whole narrative backfired on them. And it's only the idiocy of the American people that it's not worse for them. But every single one of those, George Kent, uh, uh, the woman who was the ambassador, like all these people 
have since been proven by news reports to be complete liars and fabricators. They expose themselves all the time. These are two, two, -ish, two points I want to raise. First, what is the system? The system is Trump won in 2016. Mm-hmm. In his four years of presidency, he did everything in his power to reverse the policies of the administrative administration immediately before him and immediately after him. And the two administrations immediately before him and immediately after him had the same exact policy goals of the people in the administration that Donald Trump ran. Donald Trump's policy was not in opposition to anything other than the, his own administration. Which tells you that the government works independent of the president. The government oper operates regardless of what the president wants. What is the system? The system is a mirage. So you're saying they're faceless. But they're faceless only in the sense that they're hiding behind the faced. They're hiding behind yeah. the people we can see. Correct. And if we understand that, then they're not faceless at all because we know who they are. Second point. The SEC. Who? The SEC is a revolving door of lobbyists and CEOs from big fi Fortune 500 companies, from financial institutions, from private banks that then get to head a government office that gets to set the financial policy of Wall Street across the country for people like you and me, tax laws, all these different things. You can look and see who runs the SEC, where they were before, who their vice presidents are, and then you can understand that the system is just... It's just a part of the private sector that they use to hide. We live... You, never, you probably never played this game. Video game called Outer Worlds came out like two years ago. RPG by Obsidian where you're in the future, you're in space, and every planet is run by essentially a different corporation. And corporations is just how society is. All of Western society, the system, is a corporation gone haywire. It's a corporation with no one at the actual head and a bunch of divisions inside it that have different goals that are all operate. That's why we have 21 years of war in seven different countries in the Middle East and we consider it peacetime because there's no cohesion, not because there's one grand plan. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I'm swimming in the deep end here. Like I'm like I'm at a like, no, seriously. Like I'm out of my my comfort zone with this topic. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't have the... I don't know anything. So, like, I can't... I don't know. Like, it makes sense, but, like... Yeah, how do we know that? How do... Exactly. Like, we... Like, I think that feels right. It feels right. Like, also, <laughs> what I'm saying... What I kind of said in the beginning. It could be so much worse than that. Yes. Like, that's what you think it is. But what if it's not? What if it is a grand plan? Exactly. Who's in charge of the grand plan? Exactly. I don't that's know. the question. It's what not if it's Joe not, Biden. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what if it's, what if it's people that aren't of this planet? And I'm not saying. I'm not even. I don't want to get crazier and say aliens. I'm saying. Okay. We know. Yes. Elon Musk can build a rocket that can get. Yeah, he has a company. Out, that okay. Can, yes. That's what we're told. Yeah. But there's millions of satellites in space. How do we know out there there's not a satellite the size of a country that is occupied by people that run everything? And you don't even know who those people are. And maybe that's complete nonsense. But my point is 
that's just as likely as what like like it can be anything. But what I do know is it's not Joe Biden. Like I know it's not Joe Biden. Like I know it's not that. But we know because that can't be the answer. But we know it's not that because again, Donald Trump was exactly. president for four years, and every apparatus in this, the Department of Justice worked against Donald Trump. Think about how Joe Biden took office and Merrick Garland, who was obviously a famous name from the Obama administration, steps in as the attorney general and immediately raids Rudy Giuliani's office. Because it's a, it's a showing of power. Like, look what we can and do while to Trump you. Trump was in office, we they were raiding Roger Stone. They're like, we will stomp you out. Yes. Don't come at us. And it but I'm telling you, what that means, by the way, like, don't come at us. Like, the us isn't the people who... Who, st- who uh, okayed the raid? The people are the ones who give the orders. Yes. Now, who is that? But it's. But I think that's why my theory is kind of on target because the orders are given in multiple different ways in multiple different directions. It's a headless beast. The Department of Justice. And the corrupt actors at the top, like people like James Comey and Andrew McCabe and all the names from... What's scarier? A headless beast or a beast that has a head that you can't see because it's so far up in the clouds? Like, what's scarier to you? I think there are heads in the clouds that are, that are in control in a lot of pa- with a lot of power. But I just think that the... the there's differing goals at the top. But I think it's... I think that's probably better. Like, it helps that it's that it's kind of chaotic. Like, they can't control us the way they want to control us. As much as they can control us, they want to control us more, and we still... In 2014... Resist. Let's go back to 2014. Yes. Obama's still got a few years left. Economy's not doing great. It's just a weird, just a weird time, right? How many people do you think care about what's the word I want to use? Care about corruption? Care about exposing the deep state? Care about those issues? Like, what, what would you put that percent if you I had think to in guess? 2014, in twenty fourteen, not that high. Go two years later. Let's go three years later. Let's go to 2017. What do you think that percentage Very is? Very high. Now today, what's that number? You think it's lower than 2017? Lower than 2017, higher than 2014, but that's okay. Okay. Well, so that's what my kind of question is. Is like, how do you... People how are do you starting keep... to understand. I really believe that. Is it kind of like... The, are we saying it's kind of like the stock market, right? Like, we're like, you keep getting these new... New floors. Like, 2017, you see a nice high. I have faith that the young generation that just voted for Joe Biden... I don't think... Again, I'm playing out a handicap here. Because my bias is definitely going to influence how I'm seeing the situation. But I really don't believe that 80 million people voted for Joe Biden. But even going on the presence, Like, on the precedent, on the idea that Joe Biden received 80 million legitimate votes... I believe that the... Younger generation that then would have to have been the generation that put him in office understand already how wrong a lot of that was. I'm scared how many young people I see wearing masks and, like... But you... 
you're talking about a generation that would normally like the young people are always going to be like seventy percent to eighty percent liberal. So you only need like fifty percent of the young generation to to you're making good inroads, you know. So it's always going to be a lot of people in the very young generation that are super into the narrative or plugged into the matrix because they don't have the life experience to see through it yet. But if you can get enough of them that do that young, think about it. Think about the matrix, the movie. Yeah. And unplug it. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you what do everyone who does, I think realize that the matrix, the, the, system itself is kind of similar to the matrix in the way that it keeps you attached to it keeps you entertained i think everyone has a different thing that brought them there it's not always one issue usually it's people who have one issue and that one issue brings them to the source of the corruption and then when you see it there you can you see it in every system like, I wanted to be a journalist. I got into journalism on the fringes and then started to analyze my news more critically and saw how corrupt journalism was compared to how I had been taught to understand it and then couldn't help but see the false narratives and it all unraveled. But I had already been kind of into conspiracy theory. Like, do you have to be predisposed? Or is, are we just crazy folk? Is the system fine? There's no war in Boston City. You know what's annoying? You know, like people, if like you argue and then you see it a lot online with conspiracy stuff, that they'll like they'll always argue. Oh, if you people who believe in conspiracy theories just have a natural inclination to just believe, just to believe anything. And it's like, what if my counter to that is just people who don't believe in conspiracies are just scared. Of the possibility that maybe the world isn't as perfect as they think. And it's actually so much more fucked up than you can ever imagine. Like, because, like, I mean, I got to where I am now because of Pizzagate. Like, Pizzagate was my thing that, like, I mean, that was a mind-blowing realization. Now, how real was it? I don't know. Uh, I don't think it was... Well, they say that it was Hillary Clinton having sex with children in the basement. Right, like, I don't think, I don't think that's what it was. I don't think that's what it was, but that's what they want, right? Like, you still see it online today, people who go, people think, like, like, the the real people that believed in Pizzagate, that were talking about Pizzagate, that were doing this investigation on their own for hours, scouring emails, and really looking into connections, and trying to find all these things, not one of those people believed it was Hillary Clinton having sex with people children in a basement of a pizza place that's not what it was no. that's not what it was but like what you said before about conspiracies it's like they're just designed to give it like a little sprinkle of truth and then everything else to make it sound ridiculous and then when you try to talk about it with people you get called crazy they know the ridiculous stuff and i don't know how you combat that so like when we talk about who or what the system is let's say it is what you think what you say it is how do you combat that what do we do you don't have to participate yes you do you're forced to participate 
not to at least sense. some ex- to at least some extent. I think it's almost impossible to completely not participate. I think there are people off the grid doing like, a pretty good job. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's where you have to get to. But like, I think, I think that's. I think that's happening. I think there's been. A but look at look at people like system. me and you. Okay, like we would say we reject the system partially in ways. You're ninety nine point eight percent connected to the system. Sure, but I'm ready for when it doesn't when it falls. Not really, though. You're not really that ready. Yeah, okay, mental sense. But, like, from an actual physicality standpoint, you're not ready at all. Sure, I am. Where's your bunker? Where's your your water? Where's your food? All right. Because when it comes crashing down, like, it's going to come crashing down. Like, it's going to be bad. No, but that's where you're wrong. That's an assumption. Yeah, I guess so, but, like... We all assume that... Who's going to work at the grocery stores? Yeah, here's the thing. We all assume that it just collapses, but it could... There are many examples... What if we become Venezuela? There are many examples across the world of how and when governments and societies and everything will dissolve. But I really do believe, and this is why I'm prepared the way that I'm prepared, and I would love... I've thought about it, and I'm considering it, and I try and find... I'm always looking for getaways, escape properties, different things. But ultimately, it... My opinion, when things go south here, like I said earlier in the podcast, I do think that we're going to have the opportunity. I think there's going to be the easy way and the hard way. And I'm ready for the hard way. That's why I got guns. Like, I'm, I've been ready for a decade now to, to fight this war does it if not, it comes to my door. Does it not scare you what we've watched over the past year with how I want to be very careful with what I say here the the right they're the they're the party of the police right and law and order but does it not scare them or anyone of what we just witnessed for the past year with covid these police arresting people for being outside without masks on. Police parading wait, wait into businesses. Police, wait, like, it's a real police state, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like the like, but I mean, pol- pe- police are just people, and they're trying to put food on their table, and they're just trying to put food on their table. At what point are people going to reject that? Like, reject the need. To put food on their table, to fight for for ideals. Some people and will never. Some people will never do that. Well, that's what I'm. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I, so, like I think that's why I think like the number that you need is huge because I think they're gonna be people who who will wake up to it and it won't matter because at the end of the day you go, eh, I'm here for sixty more years, I can live with it. It's fine. I believe the human spirit is stronger than the propaganda. I believe that the evil force of subversion that is used by the powerful elite, the intelligence agencies, the dark forces in our government, the, the MK Ultra Project Markingbird, Operation Paperclip, scientists delineated from actual Nazis, like all this crazy shit that might actually be true, I honestly 100% believe the good will win over the bad. And human nature is inclined towards the right thing. 
That's why the American Revolution was successful. And it inspired the revolutions that it did. And even though now that dream all this time later has been corrupted, I believe, honestly, in my heart of hearts, that when we throw the shackles off again, what we establish in its place will be better. But that's not to say that there won't eventually become a day where that too has to be thrown off and reestablished. Yeah. But I don't want to believe that, like, okay, just because... Because the, the opposition, right, the tyrants, the powerful, the oligarchs, the upper class, they're always going to be the dominant superior force. They're always going to be able to pay the police. They're always going to be able to have the technological and firepower advantages. And our strength is in our numbers and in our spirit and our resolve and our determination and our desire to simply live free in the manner that we choose. And if we remember that we are all born inherently as naked baby human beings with the same right as any other naked baby human being with any other skin color and any other gender and anything else to pursue the life that they want to pursue as long as it doesn't trample on the rights of others. And they'll tell you, like, this is why it's sick to me when people like Bill Gates are eugenicists or believe in the need to control the population. There's not an animal on that we know of in existence that that's number one function isn't to reproduce. Yeah. So, like, it's heartbreaking. That you would think that because what? You're wealthy? Or you're educated? Or you're of good genes? That you can determine the number of people that should occupy any given planet? How many of the people that we're talking about? What, however many there are. How many do you think work their way up to finding themselves there? Or had it's almost been a birthright? Well, you look at like... Bill Gates' dad was a powerful dude. Because, like, I think those thoughts aren't because they think they know more or think they know better. It's the, because it's, these are the ideas that have, been, that have been passed down to them and have been ingrained in them. Like, listen, this is the goal of, of, of our family. Of this our... Is the, yeah, this is the goal. Exactly. So, like, people like the Rothschilds or, like, the Vanderbilts or whatever, they're telling their children the history of the Vanderbilts or whatever it is. And they do believe that they control the destiny of man. Yeah. They're gods in a lot of ways in their mind. They're, and this is what I mean by breakaway civilization. They're people who, who don't believe they're the same race or entitled to the same ends as the rest of us. They're entitled to more. We're entitled to less. There's a terrible Matt Damon movie called Elysium. <laughs> I never saw Elysium. But this is what happened. We're all going to be Matt Damon on the planet trying to get to Elysium. We have to stop the billionaires before they build their Elysium. <laughs> I think what I want to start doing, by yeah. the way, on this on this podcast is like... Mm-hmm. We got to end with, with a segment. Sure. Like, we need a, a segment to, like, a palate cleanser. Yeah. Because we get... I mean, it's, it gets heavy and dark and really depressing. And I get depressed even doing it. I don't think it's depressing. I think it's incredibly It's depressing. healthy. I don't think it's healthy at all. And I think 
I think you feel better when you acknowledge reality. No, absolutely not. I'd rather the truth close my eyes to it. No, that's 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 you putting yourself in slavery. Yeah, exactly. Don't choose slavery. No, I would take the I would take the blue pill. All day, every day. If no. I was in the Matrix, give me that blue pill. Defiantly accept the lot you've been given, and turn the cheek to those who would slap it. I mean, I don't need your preaching. <laughs> That's what I would do. It's what I do. It's how I try to live. Do you have any ideas for a segment? Well, before we do that, let's just put a bow on it. What did we establish the system to be? What do we want this system what to be? What do we establish it to be? What do we think it is now, after this discussion? I don't think I really changed much. Like, I still think, in my head, mm-hmm. I think it is a global network that has seeped into every every corporation, every government, every every entity that has power over anything. There is someone there who has a connection to this network. And in this network that exists to to uh, further their goals, I think there is a another network above it that are f- a faceless, even wealthier than billions, even wealthier than trillions, that control everything. I, I, it just has to be. And... Control everything in the sense of like, okay, maybe they're not coming up with every every law and things like that, but it works the way they want it to work. What they want happens. What they want happens typically happens. Hmm. I mean, it could be. I think the system is a control mechanism that may or may not be controlled very tightly by either individuals or groups of individuals, both secret and exposed, that keeps individual people of normal means oblivious to the fact that every single law and institution and power structure that they interact with on a day-to-day basis and all the reasons why they work their 9-to-5 jobs and consume all the things that they consume is... A lie propagated on them in order to siphon money from the bottom to the top. And that system used to be called capitalism and empower people, and now is actually a form of modern-day indentured servitude. That one day, I hope humanity looks back on and says, wow, end-stage capitalism was no real different from feudalism, and, and we really need to try not to repeat that. Amen. Amen. All right, so what, do we, what should the last segment be? I, I don't know. I was trying to think. That's what I was kind of on my phone. I was trying to like look if I could find anything, and I got to be honest, nothing. I had nothing. Nothing I was thinking maybe like a fun would you rather question, but like I couldn't find any good would you rather, so then like I got to think of a would you rather, and I got nothing. Well, that's unfortunate. I know. Um... I've been playing Hyrule Warriors. What? Hyrule Warriors. Dynasty Warriors? It's it's Dynasty Warriors, but it's based in the Zelda universe. Um, and it's better than any Dynasty Warriors game they ever made, and I'm really jealous. Like, I wish I liked Zelda. 
because then I it'd be the best Dynasty Warriors game. If it I, if it were Dy- I don't know why they don't put this kind of effort into Dynasty Warriors. It's just not fair. If you could turn back time, love. Hmm. What a tale my thoughts If you were play. a part of the system. Okay. What do you think you would do? With what? Like if you were in these people's position. If I were a Rockefeller? Yeah. Wouldn't you be doing what they do? No, I would hope I would come forward and be like, yo, these Rockefellers, we don't work no for our family. No shot. We're pretty evil. We, you know, adrenochrome, we drink that stuff. Yo, we should do something around all these pedophile rings. That's what I hope I would do. You'd be right there with them. <laughs> I hope not. But I just think that's like just natural. How do you give up? Okay, here's my question. This is how I'm going to end it. Okay. Alright. If you could put yourself into the cast of any movie, what movie would it be? And what I mean by that question is like, not only do you get to like hang out with that cast... But, like, whatever that movie is, that's, like, the life you're living. So, like, for example, Couples Retreat set in Hawaii, you would just be, like, living that movie over and over again in Hawaii. That sounds awful. That sounds like a weird question. Yeah. So, basically, so if wait, you were trapped so in any not, movie... I'm not acting in a movie. I'm, my life is now actually a movie. And I only repeat Correct. this movie. So, like, the idea is, like, this movie... It's not, like, an extended You're picking a movie. movie. You're picking a movie. Yes. Because you have picked that movie, that movie is now real life. Okay. And now you are just a part of that real life movie. So, like, I just repeat the same two hours over and over? Or is it, like... No. But, like, no one will ever... No one will ever know the preceding hours or the post hours. They just know... (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. What do you got? So, I live for two hours? No, no, you, you're there the whole time, but no one knows. What are you there. talking about? <laughs> this makes no sense. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Come on. No, listen. All right, so watch. All For right. example. All right. If I choose Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yes. You're not I Will grew hunting. up. No, no, no. I'm not Will Hunting. I'm Frankie. I'm Frankie Biazzi. But you're living but like, in Boston. I'm living in Boston. For two hours. No, while no. While Goodwill Hunting. No. I'm growing up with... <laughs> With Will Hunting and his friends, and I'm just part of the crew, and then like the plot of the movie happens, and I'm just like there. But what about movies that are? And then the short, movie ends, like based in a small amount of time. Yeah, same thing. So like, if I pick Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard takes place in the span of what? I'm just in Nakamori Tower. No. On Christmas Eve. No, you'd have been working at that office. My whole life. You would, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> How do you not understand this? This doesn't make any sense. So you'd, you would have been working at that office. Maybe you knew Until John McClane. And then you're part of the movie. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> do you get it? And then what happens when the movie ends? Well, you, you I just, go back to no. Nakamori Tower? Yeah, like you just, your, your life <laughs> continues in that universe. Like, it's not a movie. You're just living that life. Do you? How do you? I don't understand. How you're not getting this. <laughs> this is the most convoluted thing. Because <laughs> like I was thinking, all right, well maybe Reservoir Dogs, but like I'd live my whole life just to be in a two-hour bank heist where everyone dies. Well, no. It depends. <laughs> maybe you're just a maybe banker. I'm, I'm you're sorry. at the bank. Well, I don't no, know. I was a jewelry store, so I guess I'd be the. 
I'd be the teller that. But you could be anything you want. You could you could choose to be part of the Reservoir Dogs. But like, there you have a whole backstory, right? Like you grew up, you probably got in with the wrong crowd. Like it's all thing that leads you to that movie. And then after the movie, you know, who knows what happens. You write that So yourself. is the last segment of every episode just going to be you asking the most retarded questions? Yeah, I think that's think actually exactly what it's going to be. What's the, the most ridiculous thing I could think to ask. But you need to answer it. Okay. Well, I don't think it's a dumb question, first of all. I don't mean to be rude. I don't think it's a dumb question either. I think no, you're I, dumb for not understanding I, yeah, I the question. I think really the failing's mine because I'm confused by the framing of this question. I think everyone at home listening was like, yep. Perfect question. So let's say I pick a movie like Tommy Boy. I could yeah. just be any random person. You could be working at Callahan Auto Parts. <laughs> yes. But like the movie Tommy Boy is the world that I live in. Correct. It's a pretty, like I don't think it's that hard, but yeah. Specific question. You know what movie I watched the other day that holds up really well? Tommy Boy? No. From 1990, I believe, 6 or 8. I don't know. Good Burger. Yeah, Good Burger's awesome. Still amazing movie. Um, oh, actually, forget my question. I want to talk <laughs> about the documentary I fucking watched. Okay. It's on Hulu. All right. It's called The Orange Years. All right. And it just talks about, like, the birth of Nickelodeon, how it came to be. Cool. And all of, like, the good things that... Bro. Did they talk about Dan Schneider's foot fetish? No, because, like, it ends before that era of Nickelodeon starts. It's so like, this is about the, the, the woman who's in charge. Did they talk about Nick Arcade? They talk about Nick Arcade. What about... They the, talk about, about Snick, the, right, Are You Afraid of the Dark? What about that game show where they had to find items in the house? Uh, uh, rooms? It's, room by it's, room? No, uh, they showed it in the documentary. Finders Keepers? Finders Keepers! Oh my yeah. god, that show is so okay. cool. Okay. It was so dumb. So they didn't specifically talk about that show, but they I specifically talk about like, a lot of shows. This woman, I think her name, I just watched this documentary, I can't remember if this is her name. I think it's... Gail? I don't, I, I'm completely blanking. Lois. But anyway, this woman, mm-hmm. who, how Nick comes to be, and how these shows come to be. Do you know the first, what the first scripted show on Nick was? The first scripted show on Nick. Wow. Um, what year did Nick start? I think it was like... Either I think it was like kind of like late eighties, like really late eighties. Oh man, could have been early nineties. No, I don't know. So hey dude, like hey I dude, I was gonna say hey dude. Hey dude was the first one, and then it, it talked about like how Salute that show shorts. came to be. Salute your shorts follows it, awesome, and then dude. and then like hey dude, it's why like this documentary was so good because I didn't know if they were gonna talk about like they, they talked about everything. They talked, about, wanna wanna they talked about they talked about Ren and Stimpy in our hearts and yeah. why Ren and Stimpy, like the creator of it, like why they, they like Ren and Stimpy does not fit on Nickelodeon, but they give a great reason. It's like well no like we wanted it because like we didn't believe kids were just like just this like like they're like we gave kids more credit than other people yeah and that's why Nick worked. I watched a documentary about the creator of Ren and Stimpy about how what a creep that dude is. Do you know? Like, I mean, so I, this like might to marry like a twelve-year-old. There, Ren and Stimpy is a cat and a dog. Yes, I did not know that. And Ren is the dog. He's a Chihuahua, and Stimpy the red. 
Cat. Didn't know that either. I would have said the other way. Yeah, the big one is the cat. The little one's the dog. It's crazy. That's why. That's why Ren has a Hispanic accent. If you notice. Yeah, it makes you sense. You idiot. Yeah, it makes sense. Which is actually probably racist today. And they talked about Doug and Rocco's Modern Life and Doug. What a great show. And then do, and then do, 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 they talked about. They talked about Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete, another good one. And they had oh, all. Oh, by of, the way, that, yeah. I just saw a TikTok with Pete and Pete, and on the TikTok, Danny Timberelli. No, it was like theme songs that you don't know what what you remember or whatever. And it was the Pete and Pete theme song. And I do, that song, I never even, like, it's a song that I've remembered for so long. But I couldn't remember how I remembered it. And it's the theme song of Pete and Pete. It's like, it's not a song that would I, sound like a I theme. highly recommend watching this documentary. It was, it was really good. You know, it's called The Orange Years. Adult Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yep. Which is going to be I sent you that. You should Kurt apply. Fudd. Yes, we should apply. And I better be on the Silver Snakes, damn it. What happens if, like, if you go? What, what team are you, like, if they well, give you this team, any, you're, like... I would dominate with any team. No, but, like, all right, they give you this team, and you're, like, legitimately, like, I may just not play. I really hate the Purple Pirates. Yeah. But, like, I'm cool with everyone. What is, all right, so it's the Red Jaguars. Orange Iguanas. Orange Iguanas. Purple Pirates. The Blue Monkeys. The Blue Monkeys. Which my second Isn't there a green green no, barracudas? Blue barracudas, blue barracudas, the green, the green monkeys. monkeys. Blue barracudas are my second favorite team. The silver snakes are my number one though. I don't understand how they casted the show because it really did feel like the silver snakes always got like the kid who is thirteen with muscles and six feet tall. See, I would dominate. They gave the, the tri- best athlete every I, time to the silver they, snakes. If it's literally the, I used to dominate the trivia on. Well, I mean, the trivia was, was so simple. They just read you a story, and then you have to pay attention to the story. Kids never got the answers right. They were dumb. I would have dominated so easy. Marched my way it's down It's a story that takes three minutes to tell. All you have to do is remember information from three minutes worth of information. Like, But is that how they're going to do the adult? It's got to be a little bit more challenging than the adult. <sighs> Might not be. Legend of the Hidden Temple. The guy, so in the, the documentary, they were talking about the, it was the guy, the host of the show. Kirk Fuck. And he talks about, he's like, he goes, really, it was just a haunted house that we sent kids into to be attacked by, like, large men. <laughs> like, who doesn't want that? And it's like, yeah, like, what an absolute terrifying idea for a show. And I used to be legitimately scared when the temple guards would come out and grab a child. Which yeah. I would, like, jump. Yeah, no, it's... I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> Where's the, where are they taking that kid? Oh, my God, I would never want to get taken by a temple guard. That's horrifying. <laughs> that used to be what I would think. All right, so thanks for the recommendation. To answer your question from before, I think I will choose a bug's life. Perfect. I would just be a regular human that lives in the yard that wherever a bug's life takes place. What if I told you you can't pick what you are? You just pick the movie and then... Well, you said I could before. You get dropped... You said I got to pick, though. You get dropped into the story. Maybe you are a human, but maybe you're also just an ant. Or maybe you're a caterpillar. Who knows? Sorry. I want to be the crickets. Remember, like, there's the movie Ants 2? Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? What's the one with the cricket steps on the ant's head? It might have been ants. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was probably a bug's life. I'm not sure. All right, then in that case, I'd be Twister. But I want to be the Twister. <laughs> <laughs> like the actual movie with the Twister? Yeah. Okay. 
Fine by me. Or the cow. Interesting. Promotional, <laughs> from the promotional concept. Way to ruin my question. <laughs> End of the podcast. Bye. <laughs> Testing. What are, you, what are you doing? We we just tested. Is your nose peeling or is probably. there just I've been out sweat the sun. on the tip of your you nose? You know, I clean. Rub the tip of your nose. It's probably sweat. Why did you just let sweat sit on the tip of your nose for an hour? It's been there since I came. Well, I work hard. Yeah, but like, you don't wipe your nose. No, I guess not. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> You're staring at me. I'm waiting for you to say something. What do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, nothing to say. My knee fucking hurts. I don't know if we're going to talk about it in the actual podcast. Probably not. We don't have anything to talk about. The Bo Burnham special that you didn't watch that Oda loved to have talked about on the, pod- on the podcast. Um, he talks about like anxiety and stuff. He suffered... During his time, I don't know how severely, but he talks about in one of his songs, like his vision flattening, and then he talks about derealization and depersonalization. I was like, it's a bitch, man. Like, when you like that shit will fuck you up. Like, I like, I don't think I've ever felt 
anything like that. And it's like it's just cool to like hear someone else deal with that shit. Sure. Like when he said like your vision like vision's flattening like what's going on like you think you're gonna die like that's what it feels like because like you no longer are seeing things the way you normally see them. I saw the one clip from his special that's been passed around about him calling out the pedophilic elite or whatever and capitalism yeah. and all that stuff. That was good. But that's the only clip I saw and I had a problem when it turns into like an anti-capitalist pro-socialist sort of thing. Nah, it, it doesn't come off that way at all. Um, his best, my, not his best, but my favorite thing from that new one is a white woman Instagram. I saw that. I mean, it's just one, a good song. And two, it's fucking hilarious. I saw that one too. Um, yeah, I heard good things about it. Yeah, it was really good. Um, what what are the topics gonna be? Give them to me. But now you're interested. Yeah, no, I'm interested because now I'm ready to record. I wasn't ready to record before. I wanted you hit the record button. I wanted to make sure the sound did okay. That's what this is for. Correct. You got to do the test before the test. <laughs> the pre-test. You've never taken a pre-test before. <laughs> PSAT, ever heard of it? <laughs> it's a test before you get the test. Um, so I had three ideas. What? And one, I Mama. think, one is better than the other two. So one is Dystopia Now, which kind of we could talk more about the idea of like why I call, why we call right now a dystopia. Like, what is it about the modern society that qualifies as dystopia? I feel like we've kind of talked about that before. I know, but then we could just dedicate the whole time to that sort of idea. Come on. The second uh, was about magic and just, like, what is real magic versus, like, not magic. I'm leaning like... towards that one. I, haven't, I don't have that fleshed out enough, though. Me neither. That's why it'd be fun. We just stumble our way through that. Sound like idiots. But the one that I was leaning towards is the asking a question like, what is the system that we're up against? Like, can we nail Ooh. down like what it is that we're inside of that we're battling against that has us all? Maybe we do a little twofer. Because I gotta be honest, I don't know how long. That I don't think we can go that long on that or the magic thing. I think we could go long on both, but I think the the system one. Right, maybe let's start with the system thing, see how it goes. If we kind of get ourselves to the end of it relatively quickly, I think we end with some magic. Because I want to talk. Oh, well, about... you want to do some catch up and some other stuff. Yeah, because I want to talk about it in like the. This is a good. Per... This is a good post. This is all behind the scenes. I think the other post was a the... better post. No, the other post sucked. All right. This is how the sausage is made. Alright, well, let's surprise the listener with the topic. What did we choose? You already heard it. You already heard it. it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>